What was the the bye week like for you in regards to uh, you know self scouting, self evaluation of the offense? Yeah, it's a big part of what we do during the bye. You know, we try to do that stuff really on a weekly basis. Uh, we got a lot of people who can help us in that regard, so you get that analysis really every week about what you've been doing, what's been good, what's not been good. Uh, but when you get when you when you get a few days during the bye, you get a chance to maybe do that a, a tick more thoroughly. You can do it more broadly and, and take a deeper dive into it. So that's what we tried to do. But what did you see? What, what stood out to you from that? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't want to go into too much of it. I think the ob- the obvious stuff, you know, there's some things we've done well in the running game, some things we haven't done well, been aspects of the passing game that have been good uh, for us. So, you know, you go back and you look at that stuff and you just do that evaluation, you know, that stuff that we try to keep a little bit in-house because we'll, we'll act on that. We'll act on that stuff going forward. But it's really a good time. It's a good time for all of us to sit back and reflect a little bit and decide how we want to use guys, some of the different things we want to do in the run and pass game and the different situations that come up. Jason, uh, Kenny Galladay uh, at the start of the year predicted pretty accurately that this might take some time. you got a bunch of guys coming back who haven't practiced. Um, now those guys are back for the most part. What have you seen from Kenny uh, since he's been back? And, and do you th- agree that maybe now that, he, you know, it can, it can hit the ground running a little better now because guys are more, much more acclimated? Yeah, j- just a big fan of Kenny. You know, we're excited to bring him here. And, and, and obviously he missed a lot of time in training camp. He's missed time throughout the season. But his approach is outstanding. He's always working hard to get himself back. And, you know, when he has an opportunity to practice, he practices hard. And when he's been healthy, he's played really well for us and made a big impact. And, you know, that's been the case with all of our guys. I think the approach that, you know, our guys have taken in terms of uh, being ready, you know, different guys have played at all different spots all year long. And those players are ready. They're, they're, they're embracing their opportunity. And the guys who haven't been able to play on a consistent basis are doing everything they can to play. So it's fun to get them all back. You know, hopefully we'll get more and more healthy as a group as we go forward. And, uh, you know, I think, I think when we do, I, I think those combinations of guys give us a good chance to have some success on offense. Is, is um, the, the, the Saints game kind of in your head thinking, I know you don't want to look back too much, but you know, we kind of had those guys then, and look what we did. Yes, yeah, so cer- certainly that was a game where we were most healthy, and, and, uh, and, and our guys played really well in a tough environment against a good team. So that's something you, you certainly want to build on. But you know, each game is unique. Uh, each part of the season is unique. And who's ever out there, you know, they have to be ready to play and go have some success for us. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help our team win, and guys have embraced that. You guys have maybe changed things uh, protection-wise, and ideally you would do because you probably can't just line up and block them with five guys all the time. Like how, how creative are you to get, and how much of a focus? Is yeah, that? that's that's obviously a big part of it. Uh, you know, football starts up front uh, in the run game and in the pass game. It's about offense and defensive linemen. That's what it is. And the best teams have built their teams that way. That goes back through history. The game's won on the line of scrimmage. So, uh, you know, we we've had some guys, uh, different combinations of guys playing, and you know, it's our job to try to create an environment where they can have some success and again I think those guys have embraced it. Uh, it, it it applies to the run game it applies to the pass game and that's what we try to do each week give ourselves a chance against the team we're playing Jason it took Saquon a couple of games to find his stride coming back from his knee injury from what you've seen on the field last couple of days do you expect there to be a little bit of an acclimation period for him if he comes back or 
Yeah, you know, he, he did a great job coming back from that knee injury. And, you know, I think we all saw that in the early part of the season. You know, the week one, he did a good job. He was better in week two, better in week three, better in week four. And obviously, he's had this setback. He's been out here uh, the, the last few weeks. But, you know, he's one of those guys I'm talking about, a pro who loves to play, does everything he can to get himself right. We haven't really had a full speed practice. We'll do that more here the next few days, so we'll get a chance to see him more. But his approach is outstanding. We love having him around. Excited to get him back when he's healthy. What would getting him back mean for this offense? Well, he's just a great football player. You know, I've told you this before. I was on the other side of this for a couple of years against him. And, you know, he's one of those players that can just really impact a game. And, you know, there's a lot of two-yard runs, three-yard runs, four-yard runs, nondescript plays, and then it's a 68-yard touchdown on a screen. Or somehow he gets outside, breaks a tackle, gets to the edge, and, and he can be impactful. We saw that in New Orleans. He made those kinds of plays for us. So he's a, he's a hell of a football player. But, you know, don't lose sight of the fact that, you know, you know Book has done a really good job and has had opportunities. We've handed the ball to Eli Penny, those guys have embraced their chances too. So we're excited about them as well. And who's ever available and healthy, you know, we'll put them in there and, and, and th those guys will do a good job for us. Jason, you just mentioned a, a minute ago about uh, creating an environment for this, this offensive line group to, you know, to do well. And, you know, for years in Dallas, you had a different kind of offensive line. And, uh, you know, I mean, the environment was you just, you just go out there and play and they're really good players, you know. How, how much of a, more of a challenge is it to have to, create that environment as opposed to knowing you have five guys, you just line them up and they're really good. Yeah, it's it just part of where we are. You know, we're trying to rebuild the team and, and, and that's a process. It was a process for us in Dallas at different times. You know, you have to make the decisions to say, okay, we got to allocate this resource because this is important to us. And we did that time and time again. And all of a sudden you built a really powerful, strong offensive line that's still going today. They're really good players, cornerstone players. So that's what you have to do. And in the meantime, you have to somehow, some way, create an environment with the guys you have. And uh, the guys that we have here have done a hell of a job, you know, coming to work every day, practicing, doing everything they can to compete as well as they can on Sundays. And, and, and we love that as coaches. We love the group of guys we're coaching. Do you feel like you have uh, one or two of those cornerstone pieces there? We're in the process of doing that. Certainly, we allocated a big resource to draft Andrew Thomas. And I think we've all seen his progression. Uh, he's going to be a hell of a football player for a long time. So uh, he's one of those guys. But uh, again, we love all those pieces up front. And we're excited about the challenge we have this week against Tampa. Jason, in the game notes, there was this little stat that said Graham Gano was second in the league with 19 field goals. What do you got to do to better in the red zone so you cut down on the field goals? Yeah, I, I think it's all the stuff we've been talking about. You know, it's about winning up front in the running game, to have some success in the running game, to create some 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 matchups that you like in the passing game, and then just the efficiency down there to be able to throw and catch and make the plays we need to make. And uh, I do think we've made progress uh, over the course of the season. Last week, we were, I think we were 0 for 2 in the, in the red zone, but there were kind of third downs that were a little bit out. But I think there's been a trend upward here the last month. I think we've been two out of three scoring touchdowns in the last four games. So that's better and better and better. Uh, it comes down to us trying to put our players in a great position and then executing. In your game plan, what's the balance between like stopping what a defense can do to wreck the game versus you dictating what you guys can do to, to make big plays? Yeah, I, I think that's a balance for everybody every week. You know, you're always trying to find what that is. The best teams, uh, you know, do what they do. And, and, and the teams, uh, the units on the other side have to defend them. And, uh, you know, I think it's rare that you can just simply do that week in and week out in this league. So there's always a balance. Typically, you know, players on the other side are, 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 are guys who can wreck the game. So you have to be mindful of those guys and what those matchups are. But you know, the better you get, 
the more you dictate, and that and that's the goal that you certainly want to have. You know, a couple of weeks back now, but uh, what did you make of Kadarius Tony getting one target in the in that Raiders game? How much of that was what they were doing? Maybe him being banged up a little bit, or just sort of the way it played yeah, out there? Yeah. I think the biggest thing about that game was they're pretty stout up front, and and the game they want to play is rush, go get the quarterback. The game they don't want to play is direct runs. They don't want runs right at them, and, uh, and that just that's the way they're built. And, and again, I know that that scheme well. I've uh, been around that scheme for a long time, and, and, and you don't want to let those defensive end players destroy the game. And, uh, and I thought we did a good job of that. Our guys were physical up front. We went north and south against them. Uh, I think we had eight drives in the game. We scored on four of the eight drives, and a lot of that was hey, north and south. I thought DJ did a really good job in that game. I think we only threw it 20 times. He was 15 out of 20. I think he threw the ball away three times. So really handled, really handled himself well. We played the game on our terms. And if you had followed that defense up to that point, they'd been playing the game on their terms. And so that was an important thing for us. And the byproduct of that is limited touches for all the receivers. And unfortunately, sometimes that's the case, but our guys embrace their roles and do what we need to do to help our team win. You guys have been leaning very heavily on Booker. If it flips and Saquon is the lead ball carrier, does that dramatically change what your running game looks like and what you're calling for a different player? Oh, I don't think necessarily. You know, one of the things you love about both those guys is they can really do whatever you ask them to do. And so our run game is going to be a collaboration of what we feel good about up front on the edges against the team in the front we're going against. And, uh, you know, we can ask uh, Book to do anything. We can ask Saquon to do anything, and they'll embrace it, and they're physically capable of doing it. flight pattern changed <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful day though we're, de we're, we're dealing with the flight pattern but it's a beautiful day you kidding me in the middle of november blue sky sunshine i think we need to embrace it right good to hey it's great to see you guys you have, you have a minute? just um you know i know it's not your unit facing tom brady but this is a guy that's been in the league for 22 years i think his first game against the giants you were actually a player for the for the giants what do you uh you know, do you, do you ever sit back and sort of stare at amazement in a 44-year-old quarterback? Yeah, they're, they're going to make a Mount Rushmore of football players at some point, and the first face they chisel will be that guy's face. He's the best that ever walked, and he's a hell of a football player, and what he's done over the last 20 years has been remarkable. And uh, to think he's 44 years old and probably playing the best ball of his career, it's really amazing. He's an inspiration to everybody in and out of sports.